The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. A beautiful 10-year-old little girl, Lily, goes missing not far from her own home. And then, a twist. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. Take a listen to our friends at WEAU. Chippewa Falls police are asking for your help in finding a missing child. Authorities are looking for 10-year-old Ileana Lily Peters. She is a fourth grader at Parkview Elementary in Chippewa. Investigators say at 9 p.m., Lily's father called police to say she had not returned home from her aunt's house. Officers then found a bike that's believed to belong to Lily in the woods near a walking trail by Lining Kugel's Brewery. The Chippewa County Sheriff's Department, K-9 team, and Lake Halley Police Department all joined the search and went door-to-door last night, but Lily has not been found. The 
specter of finding Lily's bicycle, but no Lily brings up so many other cases where children's bikes were found, but the child was not. So many implications and all out search ensues. Take a listen now to our friend Judy Clark. Chippewa Falls Police Department is currently holding a news conference on the missing girl. We go to that now live. This is an update on the missing person case that was first reported last night. At about 9 o'clock last night, the Chippewa Falls Police Department received information that Ileana Lilly M. Peters, age 10, was missing from the city of Chippewa Falls. Lilly's father reported that she had not returned home from a visit from her aunt's house at 400, in the 400 block of North Grove Street. Officers later located a bicycle in the woods near the walking trail between the end of North Grove Street and the Line of Queensbury parking lot. Numerous agencies and resources were called to assist with the search for Lily. You were just hearing the voice of the department chief there at the police station and then a sudden twist in the search for Lily. Listen to more from Chippewa Falls PD chief. At about 9.15 this morning, a body was located in the wooded area near the walking trail. The Chippewa County Coroner's Office has now confirmed that this is the body of Lily Peters. At this point, we are considering this a homicide investigation. We do not have anyone in custody at this time, and we are continuing to follow up on multiple leads. The Chippewa Falls Police Department has numerous assisting agencies, and, we'd be willing, and we will be working diligently and tirelessly on this case. We encourage anyone with information to please contact the Chippewa Falls Police Department and to maintain a state of vigilance as there may be a danger to the public. To maintain the integrity of this very active and ongoing investigation, I am unable to pr provide any further details at this time. I do anticipate an additional press conference around 5 o'clock tonight. We would like to extend our deepest sympathies to the family and friends of Lily Peters during this tragic time. And there you hear the chief of police actually breaking down as he is having a presser announcing the discovery of the body of this beautiful little girl, Lily. And what is so odd is that it ended so quickly. The search had barely gotten going before her body is found. More questions than answers right now as the case is developing, even as we speak with me, an all-star panel to make sense of what we know. I want to first go out to special guest Amy Winters joining us from Hello, Wisconsin, news anchor there, WEAU 13. Her body was found how far from her bicycle, Amy? They have not confirmed that yet. In fact, they won't tell us where exactly her bike was found. Um, we've not been able to confirm with law enforcement um, the distance there, but we do know the bike was found in the wooded area and then her body was found in a similar space. Uh, it can be assumed that it is nearby. I understand to you, uh, Laura Engel joining me, senior correspondent at Fox News. I understand that Lily's body, this 10-year-old little girl, that her body was found in a woodland area close to a walking trail in Chippewa Falls, northeast of Eau Claire, uh, early, early in the morning. Now, if the bike is also found in a wooded area near a walking trail in Chippewa Falls, how far apart can they be, Laura Engel? Right. I mean, that is something that we obviously have been asking law enforcement about as well. And uh, I even called the brewery, talking to, there's a brewery near there. If they had any surveillance cameras, we've been told that there was this canvassing going on of going door to door once that frantic phone call came in 
uh, from the dad reporting that she was missing and nothing right away. Um, but you're right. I mean, it's, it was, you know, done very quickly. Um, word of uh, the body being found. Straight out to Bobby Chacon joining us. 27 years FBI agent. You can find him at bobbychacon.com. He's also writer and producer of After the Thaw on Audible. Bobby, thank you for being with us. I, I know that you already know where I'm headed on this, that her body is found close to her bicycle. Yeah, Nancy. So, so and yet they, they ruled out it being an accident, right? So I think that her body was, although it was near, the bike was found the night before and the body wasn't found until, you know, a, a time later. So I think that it wasn't found in proximity enough to, to figure it was an accident because they deemed it a homicide right away, which means there was either mechanisms of the injury on the body when they found it, they clearly indicated a homicide or there was maybe an attempt to cover up the body or something. Um, so I would assume that since they found the body, I mean, they found the bicycle, um, they would have done a real heavy search surrounding the bike right then. And the fact that they didn't find the body until much later, the next morning, um, indicates to me that it was probably some distance. And again, we don't know exact distance, but it was not in the immediate area of that bicycle or they would have found it the night that night when they found the bike. Straight out to California prosecutor, Wendy Patrick, author of Red Flags. You can find her hosting today with Dr. Wendy KCBQ, San Diego. Wendy, thank you for being with us. Everything Bobby Chacon just said, I agree with, but I'm going in a totally different direction with my questioning. Let's all think for one moment about the Robert Blake case, as much as I don't want to bring it up. Robert Blake murdered his wife, Bonnie Lee Bakley. Now, a jury acquitted him. I still think he murdered her. Listen to this. They were out at an Italian restaurant, Vitello's. They leave. They eat. They leave. She goes to the car, which for the first time ever, he didn't park in the parking lot. He parked in an alley behind the restaurant. This is one of their favorite hangouts. So he and his wife go to the car. He gets her in the car, according to him, and says, Oh, I left my gun in our booth. Well, the waiter and the busboy, nobody found a gun there. He goes back in, instead sits down and has a glass of water. Then he goes to the car and says, Oh, my stars, my wife has been shot. Here's my point. The gun an antique gun is found in a dumpster a block or so away from the restaurant. Why? Because the killer could not leave the area. The killer is Robert Blake. He can't just leave, discard the gun, and come back. Think about this. The body is found, in this case, of this 10-year-old little girl, defenseless, unarmed, tenderest thing in the world, a little girl, her body is found not far from the bike. Why? Because the perp did not have the means to carry her body away, did not want to carry her body away. That's what I'm getting at. Now we have to analyze why is that? Nancy, I think that's exactly right. You know, you have this tight-knit, seemingly safe community where people know their neighbors a short distance between the bike and the body. And it's very similar to the Robert Blake case in the, in the context of what did the perpetrator do after he or she killed this beautiful little girl. So it's not surprising, especially in a uh, less populated community, that you would see this pattern.
big thank you to our partner in making today's program possible. It's Grand Canyon University. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes we're endowed with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. Offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides you a path to help fulfill your dreams. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're a smoker looking for an alternative to traditional tobacco, you might feel uncertain at the thought of changing things up. Maybe you're ready to make a switch, but don't know where to start. Maybe you've tried vaping, thought it wasn't your thing. Maybe you've heard of smokeless nicotine products, but aren't familiar with the options. Meet Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch. Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life. Because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Zen is a satisfying tobacco alternative that puts you in control of your nicotine experience. Which means Zen pairs well with you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zinn. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Let me go back to our special guest joining us, Amy Winters from Hello, Wisconsin. 
uh, WEAU 13, as well as Laura Engel, senior correspondent with Fox News. Amy, I want to talk for a moment about Eau Claire. How big is it? Is it suburban? Is it urban? Is it rural? What is it? And where was this walking path? I mean, I think of a big nature path where I take the children, my twins, 14, walking slash hiking. It, as this appears to me, is on the edge of businesses. I'm hearing a brewery. And also regarding that brewery, what were there video surveillance cameras at the brewery? And this this trail, did it abut? Was it adjacent to a parking lot? Yeah. So in Chippewa Falls, it's actually it's a community of about 14,000 people, 15,000 and um, a small town um, and then rural areas on the outside of it. But this walking trail is a very it's a tiny walking trail um, that follows along a, a creek. And then, yes, there's a part of the trail that that can go right up into the parking lot of the Line and Kugel Brewery. Um, and there are businesses. Um, and what we have been told is that uh, Line and Kugel does have uh, video camera surveillance, that they are cooperating with law enforcement um, in terms of, you know, going through that and looking for evidence. Um, law enforcement has not confirmed to us what, if anything, has been seen via those surveillance cameras. Amy Winters joining me from Hello, Wisconsin at WEAU 13. Amy, Chippewa Falls is, of course, located on the Chippewa River. The population is around 14,000. Are you saying it's more accurate to say Lily went missing and was found in Chippewa Falls or Eau Claire? Chippewa Falls. Eau Claire is a different city a few miles away. Okay. Back to Chippewa Falls. 14,000 people, 14,000 people. You know, Bobby Chacon, FBI, 27 years as an agent. I grew up in an area even smaller than that. It wasn't even a town. It wasn't a village. It was a community, all right? And I've said this many times. I had to drive 25 minutes to even get to a McDonald's. So we didn't eat out a lot. What I'm getting at that really narrows your list of potential suspects, does it not? Oh, sure. Absolutely. It's particularly if it's not a, uh, you know, a transit point where, where there are no major highways going by or it's not on a, a trucking route or things, things like that. So that if it's not an area where people are generally traveling through from other places on a regular basis, sure, you're starting to look at the local population, particularly in a town that small and intimate. Guys, take a listen to Hour Cut 6. This is David Schulman, CBS News. Police say Lily's body was found Monday morning near this trail that runs between her home and her aunt's home, which is where she was reportedly visiting before going missing. Officers say evidence at the scene indicated it was a murder. I know that my kids loved her. They went sledding with her all the time. Anytime she was over, they were outside hanging out with her. She always seemed really happy. It's just sad. Three of Shelby and Jeremy Macknick's children went to school with Lily. They regularly use the same trail, a popular one for walking and biking. We're going to have some talks and just, just you know, preach a little self-awareness, something to kind of put in their heads, you know, that they don't think about all the time. No one's in custody for this suspected murder, and Chippewa Falls Police Chief Matt Kelm is also urging vigilance for anything suspicious. An event like this threatens our sense of security. However, I believe we will come together as a community to overcome this fear. You know, to Dr. Teresa Gill, PhD, joining us, professor of psychology, psychotherapist, 
um, author of Women Who Were Sex Abused as Children. Dr. Gill, thank you for being with us. I'm just trying to ferret out in my own mind, I identify why someone would attack a 10-year-old girl who was apparently walking along a nature trail. Here's an example, Dr. Gill. This is what I'm thinking. For instance, in Central Park, where I have taken the children many, many times, walking through Central Park in New York, we see a squirrel run across the path. My instinct may be to want to pet the squirrel or the rabbit. My instinct is not to chase it down, hold it up to my mouth, and rip its throat out with my teeth. That's not my instinct. So what is different about a killer of a 10-year-old little girl? I'm thinking of my little girl when she was 10 years old, completely defenseless. The mind of a predator, it's a different mindset. It has to be. Well, I think the words that you use in terms of my little girl, completely defenseless, I think that's who perpetrators go after. They go after those people who are defenseless, that they can take power over and hurt. And what I know about people who call personality disorders or as an adult, antisocial personality, or as a child, conduct disorder, what happens is, Usually they have a history of family problems and problems with friends and in school, and they suppress their anger and rage, and they become cold. So they take their rage out on others, and they feel no empathy for their victims. In fact, the victim's fear and powerlessness actually increases their sense of power and control. Okay, Dr. Gill, the way you said that so calmly is very eerie. No offense to you. It's not you. It's your words. The more the victim is afraid and panicky and defenseless, the more the perp likes it. I think it's what you just said. Yes. The more power and control they feel. You just gave me chills all up and down my body. Guys, right now, the autopsy of this little girl is ongoing I'm going to go to Dr. Tim Gallagher, the medical examiner for the state of Florida. But first, I want to go to Tracy Sargent joining us, search, rescue, and recovery expert. You can find her on a podcast, The Seeker's Quest. She's also on Facebook, The Seeker's Quest. Thank you so much for being with us. I know that dogs were called in immediately when the bike was found. Explain to me what kind of dogs, how many dogs, and what were they supposed to do? Do you think they may have led to her body? So I think it's important for uh, listeners to know that dogs don't find bodies, bombs, or drugs, or even in this case, a bicycle. They find scent. So the fact that that bicycle, we assume, was confirmed to be Lily's, that's a good, what we call, starting point. It's an initial point of starting the dog and what we call a tracking dog, live scent dog. A live scent dog. Dog. I want to enunciate that clearly. A live scent dog, you are equating with a... A tracking dog. A tracking dog. Yeah, I see what you're saying as opposed to a non-live scent dog, a cadaver dog. All right, go ahead. Sorry. Yes, ma'am. So in that case, we are going to assume, meaning dog handlers and investigators are going to assume someone is alive until we know otherwise. So they take a dog, a tracking dog that is trained to find live scent, start him at a starting point, in this case, the bike, 
the dog scents uh, that person's scent because each of us have a unique scent. And from there, follow that person's scent in the direction that they go. Also, another possibility is what we call area search dogs. These are also live search dogs. They don't necessarily follow a track of where somebody has walked, but where a human scent is in the area. And when I looked at the map last night, you look at the area between her aunt's house, her home, and where she was actually found, there's a large wooded area. That is certainly a high probable area and a good area to put canine resources in. They can work the area much more quickly and efficiently and effectively, and they can cover the area much more quickly. They tell us two things. They tell us where something is and where something isn't. So let's say for discussion purposes, Lily wasn't found in that wooded area. The dogs can cover that much more quickly and say process of elimination. We don't know where she is, but she's not in this area. And then those limited resources can search in other areas where she might be found. Let me ask you a question. Um, with me is Tracy Sargent, search, rescue, and recovery expert. She created the podcast, The Seeker's Quest. So you've told me about live scent tracking dogs. You've told me about area search dogs, where dogs are let loose in an area and they look for a scent, as opposed to a scent tracker. You start at, let's just say, the bike and you follow the trail. Here's an example Dogs follow Lacey Peterson's trail from her home on Covina there in Modesto all the way to San Francisco Bay. That would, I guess, be a live scent tracker dog. The area dog, you just let them loose in the area, like you're saying, in this nature area to just try to find Lily. And then you've got cadaver dogs. Here's my question. For a dog to do its job, do you have to give them, an, for instance, an item of the victim's clothing? Or do they just pick up a scent, say, on the bicycle and run run with it? Well, they can be trained in both ways, and my dogs are. They are trained to go in what we call a direction of travel without a scent article and with a scent article because sometimes we don't have that option. And let's say, for example, somebody has reported seeing a girl matching her description go in that direction, but we don't have a scent article. We can start the dog there and then work that track. Whereas in this case, we know where she was last seen, which was at her aunt's house. We should have a good, what we call, uncontaminated, uncontaminated scent article from her own home, like a, like a pillowcase or something like that, mm-hmm. that can be used for the dog to scent. And they can distinguish and say, all right, there's been several people walking down this trail, but we've asked the dog to find this particular person's scent. They can smell through, so to speak, these other people's scent in the area and focus on only Lily's scent. So they have various capabilities and they can be trained in different ways. You know, I'm very curious. Uh, Amy Winters joining me from Hello, Wisconsin, news anchor WEAU 13. Amy, uh, there's a lot of finger pointing going on around here. She had been at her aunt's home And then what happened? When did she leave her aunt's home and where was she going? And at what time? They have not, law enforcement has not confirmed to us what time she left um, her aunt's home. But what we do know is that she was supposed to be headed home and her father decided to call police when she did not come home by 9 p.m. So he called law enforcement at 9 p.m. saying she's not come home from her aunt's house. Her aunt's house is only a block or two away from home. 
And um, that's when law enforcement got involved. Um, you're giving me a flashback. And guys, this occurred on April 24 on a Sunday evening. Okay. Now, unless they were get out for spring break the next day, the next day would have been a school day. So at 9 o'clock, when she's not back home from her aunt's house, the parents are like, whoa, what's going on? They probably called the aunt and said, where is she? And the aunt probably said, well, she's left a couple of hours ago to go home. I mean, it's only, did you say, Amy Winters, a, a, as the crow flies, a block or two away? Right. They're in almost the exact same neighborhood. So it would not take a matter of minutes for her to be able to get home from her aunt's house. Um, I'm having two comparisons in my mind. Anybody jump in because uh, many of you covered these with me. One is Carly Brucia. Uh, a young girl out of Florida who had been in a spend the night was walking home and it's caught on surveillance video. She had, I don't know, three blocks to walk as far as the crow flies. It was diagonal, not following the street. She goes missing. Her body is found out behind a big, big Baptist megachurch. She had been murdered and raped. Carly was about 11 years old. This girl is 10. You think one block, two blocks, no big deal. Right, Bobby Chacon? Oh, absolutely, Nancy. Especially in a, in a community like this, we've already described it as a very small town, very close-knit community. Um, people all know each other. Um, to let your child go from, from an aunt's house to your house a couple of blocks away, maybe she has to traverse this, this small little park uh like but she's probably done it before um this is probably a very routine um route for her to take it's just mind-boggling that that evil happens to to strike you know at a time like and i want to be clear chicone i'm not blaming the aunt i'm not blaming her or the parents no absolutely not and like i said she's probably done this trip before and with absolutely no problem one or two blocks for pete's sakes bobby laura engel uh, did, 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 is it one, two? How far is it? One, two blocks? Yeah, I, I agree with Amy from what, what I've been hearing here in New York is that it's a, it's four blocks um, in terms of just city blocks, but, oh. but uh, just a couple of blocks. And when you That's think about... barely a football field. That's not even a football field. Four New York blocks. Right? That's not even a football field for Pete's sake. Right. And they're, and they're probably even smaller. But, you know, just that idea of, of what you're talking about, it being so close. And standing at standing at the front door and maybe watching your child or your niece uh, go off and say, "Okay, you know, see you tomorrow." Um, quick trip, and then it turns into this. It's just it's just devastating for everybody. To Dr. Tim Gallagher, the medical examiner for the entire state of Florida, you can find it at pathcaremed.com. Uh, wow, professor, University of Florida Medical School founder and host of the International Forensic Medicine Death Investigation Conference. Dr. Gallagher, the autopsy is happening right now. Right now. Give me your impressions. Her body had been out in the elements. Not sure where the temp would be. Jack, could you look up the temp in Chippewa Falls on April 24? But she was out at Amy Winter. She was at least out in the elements overnight, correct? It is. I mean, it is believed that she, you know, was missing at 9 p.m. at night and was not found until... 12 hours later so gotcha okay dr gallagher with that said do you have the temp yet jack 34 34 degrees now did you look for april 24 
Not well, yet. plug in April 20th. It's Google, G-O-O-G-L-E. You say, what was the temperature? April 24, Chippewa Falls. But let's just go with 34, Dr. Gallagher. What, what are your thoughts? Because they're not releasing COD. Oh, yeah. Right. So uh, there's a few things. You know, this is, number one, a very high-profile case. So it's going to be handled slightly differently than a routine case that would come in through the office. Uh, but because uh, the body was found relatively Wait, quickly. So one murder is routine and another murder is not routine? Well, I say that uh, from the perspective of the medical examiner. Every case is, is autopsy the same exact way. Uh, this case, uh, for example, the external portion of the body would be examined first very carefully, looking for signs of uh, injury or possibly signs of disease. And we have to remember, even though this the, the police do uh, classify this as a homicide, that the medical examiner's um, investigation is a parallel but separate investigation from that of law enforcement. So we have to rule out scientifically that this was what not What do you mean a, by that? What, what do you mean by that? But we have to uh, rule out. You said your investigation is different from the police investigation. Exactly. Um, we get information from the police, but we have to prove what they say in a very scientific manner. For instance... Uh, if a case came in and the police said this was a suspected suicide, we did our investigation and the autopsy findings led us to believe that this was a natural death or a homicide, then we would have to use our findings to uh, give our um, legal um, cause of death. So we, we, we get our information from different sources, but we have to compile our information and come up with our own opinion as to what the cause of death was you know and in in this case yes it is being uh, advertised or not advertised but it is being uh suspected that this is a homicide but until the autopsy is done until everything else is ruled out and ruling out natural disease as well ruling out accident ruling out suicide that would leave us uh homicide and then that in the eyes of the medical examiner would be the cause of death not um, information that we received from other agencies. Okay, I, I I hear you, doctor. I hear you, but I think it's highly unlikely that a ten-year-old girl just drops dead from natural causes or took her life. Uh, Nancy, this is on the way home from her aunt. What? Well, this, is, I, this is Wendy. Go, Wendy. I was going to say one of the things. One of the things that struck me about this case is she was only missing for a short period of time. Yet immediately, the police chief comes out and classifies it as a homicide. No doubt, knowing the other categories that were available. So, although you don't know exactly what happened yet, we still have a pretty good idea that whatever they saw, whatever they gathered, and whatever condition the body was in. They saw enough to be able to determine this was a homicide. Exactly. That's my next question to Gallagher was they announced pretty quickly upon the discovery of her body that it was a homicide. So obviously something they saw immediately told them this was a murder. Guys, take a listen to our cut 11. This is Rob Olson, Fox 9. I asked the chief, you know, what was it that turned this from a missing person into a homicide investigation? And he wouldn't elaborate except to say, obviously, evidence at the scene was a pretty clear indication that that is what they were dealing with. Spoke to several neighbors around here. None of them wanted to go on camera because they're pretty shaken up by this, but said that, yeah, this is a shocking development in a community like this to hear something like this happening. One man out walking his dogs said he was out last night walking his dogs to 
around nine o'clock and heard a, a, a short, sharp scream. Uh, doesn't know that that was uh, uh, the, you know related to this or not, but now he can't help but think it potentially was, and it's really got him shaken as well. I'm just wondering what that scream was. Now we're honing in. Listen to our cut 16 from the police chief in Chippewa Falls. I'm Matthew Kelm. I am the police chief for the Chippewa Falls Police Department, and I'm providing an update on the homicide investigation. First and most importantly, earlier this evening, we arrested a juvenile suspect in this case. The suspect was not a stranger. Suspect was known to the victim. We do not believe there is any danger to the community at this time. While nothing will bring Lily Peters back or change what happened, we are very grateful to be able to deliver this news for the family and for the community. And also, our cut 20, our friends at Fox 9. This news of the arrest really has sent shockwaves through this tight-knit community of Chippewa Falls. The fact that a child has been arrested in connection with the death and the murder of another child really is unbelievable to people here tonight. Now, tonight, uh, Chippewa Falls Police did announce that a juvenile is in custody in connection with the murder of 10-year-old Lily Peters. We are told that this person is someone that Lily knew and that there is no danger to the public tonight. Now, this shocking crime really has rocked this small community. Purple ribbons are now covering lampposts and street signs to honor Lily. Driving through town and through our communities, we can see the purple ribbons. And honestly, I would expect nothing less from the Chippewa Falls community, Chippewa Valley, and their surrounds. Big thank you to our partner in making today's program possible is Grand Canyon University. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes we're endowed with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. Offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides you a path to help fulfill your dreams. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. 
Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zen for a spin. Zen Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Ready to start your new journey? Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge. Enjoy Zen Nicotine Pouches for 10 days and discover a fresher way to experience nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Here's how to get started with the Zen 10 Challenge. Simply pick your strength and varieties online and check out. Once your Zen nicotine pouches arrive in the mail, enjoy pure nicotine satisfaction at your leisure. After your 10-day trial, let us know what you think. If Zen isn't for you, no hard feelings. It's that simple. Order online at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com to start your new journey today with the Zen 10 Challenge. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Amy Winters joining us from WEAU 13. Amy, what can you tell us? I mean, it was it was shocking to hear, you know, the police chief say that it was a juvenile suspect. Um, we tried to ask as many questions, of course, as possible at that news conference, um, but we he would not, the police chief would not give us much more than it was a juvenile and that it was somebody that knew Lily and that Lily knew. Um, and that, you know, the, the public wasn't in danger anymore. I mean, the entire community was on edge walking instead of, you know, letting their kids walk to school the next day, they were told by the school district to drive their kids to school and pick them up from school. Straight out to Laura Engel, joining us, senior correspondent, Fox News Channel. Laura, what can you tell me about social media having something to do with Lily's death? Well, there is a possibility that there was some kind of action here on social media. It's not confirmed. I can't confirm it. Um, and it, it, when you go back and you look at the school district's release to parents and the community uh, asking people, saying, look, don't, you know, do not get on social media and spread rumors. So I'm not spreading rumors, but I am going to share uh, a thread that we are following about um, these users with Reddit um, talking within each other's uh, sphere about some guy or some person, I should say, who claimed they were in the park uh, playing that popular mobile game Pokemon Go when they claim that they saw a girl in a pink and purple hoodie on her bike with another kid 
on their way when this kid was out of the coming out of the park saying maybe there was a kid that was involved in this. And then everybody in this social media thread jumped on this user and said, you need to call law enforcement right away. Please call the tip line if you haven't already. So every, you know, this kid or person did call law enforcement. People did also share the screenshot of this communication with police. Um, a detective with the Chippewa Falls Police Department reportedly called this Reddit user um, to ask what they had seen. Um, so there is a possibility that somebody in the woods playing Pokemon Go, that virtual game on your mobile app, um, saw something, said something, and it could have played a part in getting information to investigators. To Bobby Chacon joining us, former FBI agent at BobbyChacon.com. You and I discussed many times the case of Gabby Petito and her fiancé, killer, Brian Laundrie. Remember when the search was on for Gabby Petito and Laundrie's parents were doing nothing to help Gar Gabby's parents find her? It was actually, I believe the name of the social media person was Red, White, and Bethane. Um, that was out camping and dispersed camping themselves and they saw a white van that they believed looked very much like Gabby's and they took a picture of it sent it in a citizen sleuth and in fact it was Gabby's van and her body was found very nearby and I am not knocking authorities this was out in dispersed camping which means you're not at a porta potty or an electrical hookup. You're out in the Tetons in nature. There's no cell phone activity. There's nothing. And if it had not been for that citizen sleuth, she may never have been found, or it would at least have been many more weeks, if not longer, before she was found. So here, from what Laura Engel is telling me from Fox News, we have the same scenario. Hey, Laura, what did they say again? The, the person's out playing Pokemon Go in this foresty area, and they say they see what? They claim that they saw a little girl wearing a pink and purple hoodie, matching the description, with another kid. And this person was playing Pokemon Go, they claim, in the woods, and saw you know the person that matched the description. And when that person posted... On Reddit, everybody jumped on this uh, user and said, you need to call law enforcement right now. And that person apparently did. And that led to some kind of communication, according to these reports. What about it, Chikong? Well, look, I think that it's never a knock on law enforcement, I don't think, because I think the police have always said, like, you know, you always hear it. We need the community's help with these kind of things. And, and I think, as you described with technology, with cell phones, I mean, the public has become a force multiplier for investigators. And as an investigator... I always would prefer more information than less, even if I was drinking out of a fire hose, meaning there's so much information coming in, I have to sift through leads that aren't valid or whatever. I would always prefer to have that situation than too little information coming in. So I think that this is a great time that we're in with technology where people are using it for good here to assist law enforcement because law enforcement can't be everywhere and the community oftentimes has to step up and help in these investigations. And this is the perfect example. I think even in, in the, one of the press conferences, I heard the chief in this case credit uh, a call or a tip that came in 
um, being significant in this case. So I, I think that this isn't exactly the way the law enforcement wants it. We want people out there to, to call in, to tell us, to send us whatever information they have, because it's, it, it, it's a boon to law enforcement. Now, sometimes that makes the job more uh, laborious, but, but again, I'd rather have too much information coming in to me as an investigator than too little. To Tracy Sargent joining us, expert canine handler, could a belonging of the suspect, the juvenile, we think may even be her age. We know the juvenile is under 18, so 17 and under. Could belongings of the suspect be taken to the area and see if the dog hits placing the suspect there? It certainly could, uh, especially since it's a somewhat isolated area. I know it's well-traveled versus, let's say, the dog checking inside the home or around the yard. That's a lot lot more complicated than, let's say, starting the dog in a wooded area where there's less contamination, less scent that the dog has to work through, and to see if the dog would actually pick up that juvenile, in this case, uh, scent in that area. So it is very possible, yes. To Dr. Tim Gallagher, the medical examiner for the state of Florida at pathcaremed.com. Dr. Gallagher, now that we know police have arrested a juvenile in the murder, in the homicide of 10-year-old Lily Peters, what would you expect to be the COD cause of death? First of all, I don't think it's going to be a gun. Because I don't think a child that age is going to be going around with a gun. Now, if you'll remember the Slenderman case where two or three little girls attacked their best friend and tried to stab her dead so they could go live with Slender Man in his mansion. Um, that was done with a knife. I could see a rock, a knife, or asphyxiation. What do you think? Well, it's been mentioned that the suspect is known to the, um, to the victim. And typically, you know, we find... Uh, stabbings in those situations to be uh, most common. You know, the the person uh, allows the suspect uh, to come close to them, and a knife is um, typically what we find it in use. Uh, asphyxiation, probably not so much, because mm-hmm. it takes a really long time to asphyxiate somebody with a ligature around their neck, three, four, sometimes even five minutes, you know, so... Um, that would, in an area such as that, that may draw attention to him, and um, uh, he would probably be exposed a lot sooner than what he was. So my guess would be, you're right, it would be a sharp force instrument or a knife. To Laura Engel joining us. Oh, yeah, we got the tent. 41 low, 57 high. Thank you, Jackie. Um, Laura Engel, I know that the juvenile suspect is headed to court. What do we know? Well, we've just learned, uh, we've just been on the phone with the uh, district attorney in that uh, county, and we know the judge's name, Judge Lane presiding over the hearing. Uh, Cameras will be allowed inside of this bond hearing. However, uh, this is a small courtroom, we've been told. The juvenile suspect will not be inside the courtroom in person. He will be on a video feed. And the rules being set forth by the judge is that the cameras are not allowed to film the juvenile suspect. They're asking the media to refer to the suspect by initials only, not the full name since it's a juvenile. Um, and then that judge will decide uh, if this is a monetary bond or not. And I heard you say he, so it's a boy. You know that, and that happened with the press conference last night with law enforcement. They never, you know, gave us an age or a gender, but the law enforcement did refer to the suspect as him. So 
that and that is also what has happened with our information that we're getting today as well. I would have expected a him because statistically it's more probable that the perp is a him even as as a juvenile. But like in the case with Slenderman, you can always be proven wrong. There's always an aberration. We wait as justice unfolds at this hour. Our prayers with the family of 10-year-old Ileana Lily Peters. Goodbye. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.